Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Happy New Year's Eve, beautiful ones. I hope you've managed to have some sort of lovely time over the last few weeks and that you've eaten things that have brought you great joy. That is what I am up to for this episode. And I'm joined by body positivity icon, Megan Jane Crabb, also known as Body Posy Panda. If you are an Instagram person... Uh, New Year comes with all sorts of complicated feelings and pressures in terms of self-worth, I think, amongst the annual shitstorm of noise about resolutions and shrinking our bodies. And this year, I think we need to shout some counter-noise more than ever, what with so many of us having been kept isolated from the people we love and usually get to see in the holidays, or indeed those of us who did get to spend the holidays with their families but who have some mad fucks amongst their families who wang on and on about their bodies and comment on their appearance the whole time. Either way... It's been a fucking tough year and I for one can hear the noise telling me to change my appearance and I'm just assuming everyone else can and I think we need to oh, reset a little bit. So I'm going in hard with my January guests this year as ever to provide an alternative perspective and maybe option and a reminder as ever that if we want we can just be happy now. Thanks for listening to Hoovering. Um, you could do me a huge favour and just tell every other twat about it. Thank you. Thank you very much. One way of doing that is to subscribe to the podcast or to leave it a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from. Another way of doing it is just to sort of text someone and go, do you want to start listening to this podcast called Hoovering? Anyway, I love you very much if you do any or all of those things. If you even have spare money, you can help the podcast financially if you like. The best way is to go to patreon.com forward slash the Hoovering Pod, where I'll swap podcast-related brilliant things um, for your hard-earned money. Um, for example, guest recipes and stuff like that. Coming up soon, um, in January, I'm recording Hoovering's fourth birthday party episode with several of the year's most brilliant guests. Um where I invite them all back for a special feast and to celebrate Hoovering turning four. Um, But once that's made for the first six months or so, um, maybe even nearly a year actually last time, that episode will be just for some of my patrons. So there. 
Um, patrons also get discount tickets to live shows and there's one coming up all being well COVID allowing we are hoovering live on Saturday the 5th of February at 5.30 at the Leicester Comedy Festival in Pete's Pizzeria so we might as well have a pizza party Um, come to that come I'm also looking into options for making that streamable as well more information on that as I have it at the moment at time of saying this I have previews for my new show Wench it'll be a work in progress I'm working up to become a new show ready for next August um, with tickets available and cheap all in North London look up Honers Club that's in Camden where I'm also be previewing with friends like Mark Watson and Izzy Sooty um, and also just solo one hour one off work in progress shows at the Bill Murray Comedy Club in Angel um, tickets for those are on my website all in a nice handy list jessicafostercute.com and obviously if anything gets postponed because of the smelly old pandemic we will um, just move it to another date and or refund you um, links to everything interesting that Megan and I mention as ever including all the things I've just said in this introduction are in the podcast notes I pour over them so do use them okay so right Megan and I had never met before this and we had so much fun we went for big beautiful sloppy deeply delicious burgers and chipses at the highly acclaimed patty and bun where I have to say the staff were a little bit too cool but the food was so fucking good as you'll hear it made me a little bit innuendo-y. Sorry. <laughs> Can we have, you go first. I would good. please like the cheese oh, this yeah, is born. Yeah. Uh, can I have the rosemary salt chips? Of course. That'd be good. And the burger, uh, medium rare please. Cool, perfect. I think I have to try a Smokey Robinson after what you said. Yeah, you I'm should. A, can I have it rare? Yeah, it'll come medium rare. Oh great, then that's perfect. Yeah, cool. However it comes, and then, I can't see. Oh, here's the chip like rosemary. Sorry. I mean, um, oh god. I would. Can I get? Oh god. I don't need. Uh, oh shit. Sorry. I love everything. <laughs> what should I? Tell me. It's not good. Can you just tell me what to do? What about roast chicken mayo and chicken skin salt? Yeah. Then. Yeah. Can I try that, please? Go. Do I need drinks or anything else? Yes. Yeah. Can I get yeah. such like a lemonade? It's right, yeah. Oh, homemade. Ooh. Is that homemade pink lemonade? That sounds good. Yeah. Pink lemonade, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I'd really like a ginger beer, actually. Thank you. Do you have any allergies or anything? No. Also, can I throw in some an extra chicken mayo and a barbecue? Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got a dip. You got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know about. Didn't even see the dip. <laughs> What's happened is I've not spent enough time with the menu. <laughs> but I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. I should say we're in Patty and Bun. Um, which I basically just looked for places around the station we would be coming into to meet at. Um, it's so lovely to meet you, by the way. Um, that would be, that had glorious food reviews. I didn't look at Snazzy, is that right? I did, well, I didn't like prioritise that. I think I only put like 10 breast restaurants near whatever, King's Cross or something. Then it, um, it immediately shows you very fine dining places. And I, I didn't feel like... Those were the vibes. I can't maybe. I'm not about that life. No. Like, especially for lunch, I don't want to go anywhere where I'm going to be judged for wearing dirty trainers. No, actually, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, and the last time I went somewhere posh, I, both my missus and I felt thoroughly judged Thank actually you. for just being a bit scaffy, as the Scottish way should say. We both looked scaffy. a bit scaffy. Just a bit scuffed. <laughs> a bit scuffed. Just scuffed. A couple of scuffed women. Um, and uh, everyone, everyone else in there was fresh out of the office. That's right. Very right. sort of lot, not not an unchiselled jaw mm. in sight. Like it was, yeah, intimidating. Nah, not for me. Yeah, no, not for me. And not like lunchtime. And it's so cold. Um, this is going out on New Year's Eve. It's exciting, isn't it? Exciting. So happy New Year, Megan. And to you too. <laughs> and to everyone listening. And to everyone listening. Um, okay, I've got questions like an organised lady. Beautiful. Um, so your Instagram is a huge, amazing place of safety and joy and wonder <laughs> and balance and um, sanctuary. Um, but I and I, you know, thank you for it straight off the bat. I want to know where on earth, how on earth you started up with that. Like, can I have the origin story 
of your yeah. work and all your work, I guess, really. That's a massive question, isn't it? Sorry to open nah, with. I mean, it's it's not as uh, slick or exciting as people think. It was literally just an accident. Really? Um, I was using Instagram the same as everyone else. Mm. I was following fitness models and celebrities, yeah. uh, comparing what I was eating to what other people were eating. Yeah. And I did that for years. And then one day I just stumbled across this small little group of people doing the opposite. Really? Yeah. Just did like, a, like a counter movement? Just talking about not dieting, not yeah. hating myself, oh, done yeah. with it. Here, here's me in a bikini. I'm deciding to love this part of me. I, oh, yeah, um, cheer for that, lads. All right. There's some, there, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but we're quite near some lads. But in a way, it does make it feel even more New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, it's it? So, yeah, I just found the opposite. Brilliant. And, you know, I'd spent my entire life hating my body, yeah. struggled with eating disorders when I was a teenager, okay. dieted for years, lost weight, gain weight, lost weight, gain weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I found the opposite, yeah. it was literally like, you know those moments where there's a crack in your reality? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh my God, could I have been wrong this whole time? Like, yeah. could I have been doing something different well, this whole like, time? Well, it's like, it kind of creeps up on you, doesn't it? Did you, have you had that? It's not like one big slap and that's it, you're, you've got a different philosophy. It feels a bit like a real life, oh, that's an awful thing to say. It feels a bit like my experience, own experience of a religious conversion. Because mm. it is, you fundamentally change your entire belief set um, based on a new set of truths. I it's like an, a sort of education version of a, it's not that absolutely yeah. wild. For sure. I would say, honestly, it's akin to leaving a cult. Yeah. Because there are so yeah. many aspects of diet culture that are so cultish. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Ginger beer? Up there. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ooh, fruity. Oh, yes, please. Love oh, it. I like doing this on here. Lemonade and cults. Mm. <laughs> it didn't quite do the hiss, so I just did it with a. There we go. There we go. Very, very handmade podcast. Yours looks yummy. Pink lemonade. Yeah, it's very yes, nice. In. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Diet culture has so many cultish yeah. aspects. You know, you must follow the rules. You don't mm. question it. You blame yourself. Um, you, you know, you read the right scripture. You yeah. like worship the right idols. It's, it's. You have a sort of moral piety about you yeah, because yeah, yeah, you yeah, are yeah. the people who believe in healthiness. Apparently, mm -hmm. like it's bonkers, isn't it? And, and also, well, and also, it's been passed down for generations. Like it's a bit like you don't get a choice. You might be able to choose your freedom from it in adulthood. Mm. Yeah, it is. Well, it's like all of that good stuff, isn't it? It's yeah. like heteronormativity and like yeah. ableism and it's all of yeah. this ingrained shit. When you first hear about the alternative as well, did you have, because you're reminding me and actually asking you about it like that and your lovely articulate answers, reminding me that I think, I'm pretty confident I was just given a, um, a comment, like a comment on a post on an early one of these podcasts where I started started having useful conversations in therapy about my relationship with eating mm. but I hadn't um, it was really I was really tinkering around the edges and someone just commented on a post totally neutrally like oh I wish you'd um, or like I, you'd be so interested I think in the like the anti-diet movement and I was like I didn't know that was a thing like you know and in my mind I already was like well I don't love them because <laughs> none have worked for very long like you know and I, yeah, but I just yeah, yeah. had never got my head around like the actual like how mind-blowing and what I was going to ask was I think what I had initially was a little bit of internal pushback a bit of defensiveness about like yeah 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 especially when I realised it wasn't going to be a seamless ride mm. in the sense that I thought if I saw my relationship eating out which again isn't going to be like click it's done it's a journey I thought well then I'll sort my relationship with my body image out <laughs> and I said those two things did not come hand in hand in a way that I wanted um yeah, and you realise it's not a linear journey, it's not just 100% progress day in, day out. It, and, and little bits we push back and go, well, maybe that, you know, maybe it is, you know, maybe it would be better if everyone was tiny, or, or at least striving for that 24 7. For and then sure. you go to remember, well, no, because then everybody's very, very sad, and that's not what health is. Yes, and yeah. that like initial reaction that you had yeah. is so common. Is it that defensive? Oh my gosh, I, get... I found myself saying things like, yeah, I mean, it's fine, but equally like, you know, just trying to trying to talk in a way that was balanced. That actually, well, 
was still toxic. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For I sure. don't know how to articulate it any better than that. I, I get messages from people who say, I, I hate followed you. I hate followed you oh for years. And slowly, <gasps> bit by bit, they kind of chipped away Whoa. and converted them over. So people have, people, if, if people have spent their entire life and all of their energy and like so much emotional energy into one way of thinking, yeah. if someone walks in and is like, well, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Jess Baker describes it in a really great way. Yeah. Um, Jess Baker's a fantastic like, body liberation advocate. Amazing. And she describes it as everyone's been in this long queue for years, impossible. If you aren't playing by the rules anymore, it's like you've walked to the front of the queue yeah, and yeah, just yeah. stepped in. Like, and it's infuriating. Yeah, people, people hate it because yeah. they've invested so much. And, uh, and 100% as well, I think there's an element of... Yes, it, it's infuriating for people who, who genuinely... You're not ready to believe that they can be happy now to mm. see people happy now. Mm. I'd be like, I cannot understand how you're happy now, and it's not fair. Yeah. And I can understand why it doesn't feel fair. Because also, it's not always possible. Oh God, it's really complicated. Well, what we've done there is get really straight into the deep shit real fast. Yeah. Really, don't think I've ever got into it that fast. Oh, really I love lovely. it. Yum yum yum. Yeah, don't like it's dancing around. Verbal starters. I'm just going to ask you all the same nonsense questions I ask everyone in this podcast if that's all right. Um, Have you ever accidentally eaten anything that's not food? Um, It's fine if the answer's no. I feel like I definitely have, but I have a very vivid memory of, this isn't eating, but once uh, sucking a Polly Pocket dinner plate (laughs) up my nose. As a child, sucking nasally or mouthwise, nasally, just, just snorting a poly. poly pocket dinner plate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just, for the, just for the so thrill. Joy? I mean, yeah. Um, one of my favourite things, which is an awful thing to say, because it's it's how it, it's his association with an object. But one of my favourite things about my son is he loves a poly pocket, and I didn't know they were still around. Do you know that like, the original ones are spendy now on eBay? I like bet. they're like they're bits of art. Mm. And in a way, like you look at it now and go, very parents very wary of very tiny toys. But Polly Pocket would be nothing if she was. It, she, oh no, advocated. It's the only time I'd advocate smallness of a woman enforced. <laughs> Polly Pocket. Polly Pocket's yeah. really dangerously Stay tiny, small. please, because we otherwise we wouldn't have stories of tiny plastic plates going up our nose. How do they right. get it out? Sorry to be gross. Um, <laughs> I I'm sure it came out, it but I don't, I don't remember it coming out, but I'm sure it did. I love the idea that it might still be there. I don't know how squeamish you are. I get told off for telling the story, so you can just go, I feel sick, shut up. Cool, cool, cool. But um, I've got a tiny little bit of wood in the back of my calf and my thigh, mm. still, from when I was 13. And I um, I was tipsy, so I'm sorry, I grew up in the West Country. And um, I sort of slid along a wooden bench and I felt like a tiny pain. And the next day I was like, oh, there's a mass, not just splinter, like a shard of, like an inch and a half of wood. Oh, no. oh yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yum, yep. thank you. Lovely, lovely. And chicken mayo. Thank you. Yes, please. Yeah. One each, yes. yes, thank you. What yeah. great idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. That's such a great laugh. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm giddy about this. I think we should just mm-hmm. shush and concentrate on this for a bit. <laughs> you have to try one of those chips oh i've had these before have you mm. the, yes chicken salt oh my god i didn't think i've ever had chicken salt before oh my crumbs alive yeah this open yeah Ooh. oh that's so good okay i am ready mm. for this this is yeah exactly what i want to oh, that today. fit yeah can you just you just squirt a bit of ketchup on your um on your paper plate yeah. i'm gonna do that yeah no one's gonna kick me out are they it's genius, really. They don't have to have anyone here washing dishes. Yeah, they've just given us a square of um, package paper each. <laughs> Very trendy. <laughs> There'll be people furious. There's, there's definitely an Instagram account. Is it, 
there's several, aren't there, about place, places that have got something trendy and trendy instead of a plate. <laughs> Getting furious about like wooden plinths and stuff, and all the funniest things that a burger's been served in. I've never bit, seen that. that haven't you? Great. Yeah, it's fun. I'll find a link to it for the podcast note. Oh my god, look at that. Dirty, dirty bitch. Big, big fan. I am fucking keen. It's erotic. We've absolutely smashed this. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers. 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 Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to try this burger set because otherwise I'll be thinking about it and not really listening to you. Apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yes, please. What's this supposed to be one of the best burgers in London, apparently? It's been said to me, yeah. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Mmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking hell. That is amazing. How did they get so juicy? I feel like this is this is edging close to like soft corn. Yeah, I know. That is that is wet. It's a weird thing. That is it's wet, isn't it? Mm. In a really thick, wet way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't been for lunch here, guys, arrange your eyes differently because this is a bonding experience. If nothing else. Yeah. Straight off. I the feel back. like we know each other very yeah. well. <laughs> I'm glad we got that bit of serious <laughs> chat out of the way before the food arrived because <laughs> it's downhill smut from here, mm. isn't it? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, you once accidentally ate up the nose a Polly Pocket plate. Yep, yep. Absolutely brilliant. Um, is there any food or drink that you hate that most people love or that you love that you think most people hate? I. There's one. It's, it's, it's a seasoning, it's a herb okay. that I hate so much that I tell places I'm allergic to it. Oh, I really want to guess it now. Go ahead. Dill. Nope. Coriander. Coriander. Yeah, that's genetic apparently, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It tastes like soap. It tastes like soap. Oh, wow. Can't deal. Can't deal with it. I think it's, that's, I mean, that's on the spectrum of allergies. If, if it really fundamentally tastes disgusting. No. No, that's maybe disrespectful, disrespectful to people who need an edgy pen, but yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, fine, yeah. fine, yeah, rain that back in dress. I really don't like it. Fine. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you stomach coriander? Mm-hmm. I like it, but I tell you what, the older I've got, the more I realise I love the smell, and to me it kind of tastes of nothing. Oh. I love the smell of it. So, I remember doing something at school. Not at school, can't have been. My food, like my cooking at school, like eating stuff at school was so root one awful mm. but so I've got a lot of love for the teacher she was called Betty Bingham Aww. yeah so she used to pronounce vegetables vegetables <laughs> um, but at some point somewhere along the line someone ripped said rip coriander don't cut it rip it and mm-hmm. smell it mm-hmm. and I was like whoa that's the nicest it's ever so I've never really noticed its smell and I loved that sensory experience but the taste of it, I take it or leave it. Oh, and I'm, I'm not going to sit here defending it to someone for whom it's traumatic. Offensive. Yeah, mm. offensive. Fine. Um, yeah, good to know. But would you say generally you're, like, p- not picky and never were? Uh, was very. Oh, really? Was very, very, okay. Very what, as a child? Yeah, I'd be okay. the kid who, who took, like, half an hour to eat a snack because I was just like picking it into pieces and I had my little rituals like you oh, eat this in first and I want to know about these oh god uh, I'm my apart I mean I suppose like chocolate biscuits mm-hmm. or like anything chocolatey that had layers mm. that's the classic I could make I could make a bag of Maltesers a small single size bag last an hour what just one by one nibble 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 um, probably an indicator that things were going to go a little bit <laughs> a little bit <laughs> haywire yeah <laughs> down the line but what, trying to get all the thin, thin chocolate off the orb? Mm. Just um, logistically so hard. I mean, it, it's like um, you'd have to be a kind of tooth-tongue gymnast. Oh, I have a very agile mouth okay, as a result. Fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you I'd turn it absolutely <laughs> smutty. At least it was training for something. <laughs> I mean, this is such a weird like thing yeah. that used to be in like '90s American movies. But I found out the other week. I genuinely can tie a knot in a cherry stem. Shut up. In my mouth. That's how I proposed to my partner. No. <laughs> because she um, she was bragging in a social setting that she could do that, right? Mm-hmm. 
but also she's like quite giddy, quite a giddy character. She's not like a performer for a work and she doesn't like that kind of spotlight. So it means when she is doing a bit of showing off, it's like watching a kid do it. I don't think she might be saying that. So she, she revealed this tied thing and we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But then because she was so giddy, I was like, something's wrong here and you've done a trick. Like, and she was like, oh yeah, and she was desperate actually to show us how she'd done the trick and absolutely ruined the trick by it being really obvious. She'd... So you oh. slide a, you tie one with your hands and slip it in your mouth and then you pretend to do it and get it out. And it was such a talking point of this particular wow. night that, uh, that I, I taught myself to do it. And she was like, no one can do it for real. And I was like, that's not true. <laughs> like, I don't believe you darling that no one can do it for real. So. I um, I taught myself to do it for real, and I so for for months in front of her, I was practicing. I was buying cherries every now and again. I'd fucking waste money on cherries that didn't have stems. Ah. So there was like four jars of them in the fridge. It was terrible from a food waste point of view. I mean, they all got eaten in the end. But for Christ's sake, cherries aren't cheap either. Yeah, I know. And I was just trying to learn the thing, and um, or I was going to say, look, 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 I've learned it. And then I, and in the end, lots of things went wrong about the whole scenario. We were staying somewhere that's supposed to be romantic, but actually surrounded by horses with loads of flies in their eyes that were right in our face the whole time. And the lady that ran it was like always there, and she kept <laughs> click clopping back anyway. Also, my whole thing was I was going to go ta da with the thing out of my mouth with the cherry stem, um, and actually, I was, and reveal the ring. And actually, now with hindsight, I think, yeah, that's quite a disgusting way or place <laughs> to keep her in, like a metal precious object in a, in a big spitty mouth. Um, yeah, so she thought it was a prank, actually. So, oh, yeah, it could have been more romantic, but right, it's, right. it all ended fine. <laughs> she said yes, I see. She said yes, okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Mm. I don't think I've ever told that on this podcast before, but the cherry, you can do it for real. Yeah. That is really cool. Did, wait, did, did you not manage to learn no, it? I did. Okay, cool. Well, we both can then. Sometimes it would take me an hour or so though, and like, I've got <laughs> shit to do. I'm assuming you can do it with some efficiency. Yeah. Or you, yeah. It's, I don't think it's like riding a bike. I think you need to keep it so delicious. Thank you. Um, yeah, I assume, I, yeah. You need to keep keep up the training with that, do you? <laughs> you do it every night, every night, every yeah, night. That's, that's training Quick time. Quick cherry step. It's cherry step training time. <laughs> um, my burger's really fallen apart in a dirty, sloppy way, just as that man was telling me. What would you say? Oh well, with that in mind, actually, with the state of this burger in mind now visually what would you say is the worst looking but best tasting thing you've ever eaten or anything that springs to mind when i say that Ooh. Uh, a few christmases ago when we were allowed to go places mm. um i went on a little europe hopping trip with my best friend Jeremy. oh wow and we were in and trains yeah wicked it was so fun so fun not fun nearly missing most of the trains and running with suitcases <laughs> through through these terminals, um, but we went to one of the places was Prague, oh, nice. and in Prague we found this little tucked away place. Right. It wasn't unknown; it was on TripAdvisor. It was oh, very nice. well rated. Yeah. Um, and we walked in, and they didn't have a menu. You sat down, and they just said vegetarian, not vegetarian. Right. Um, and so she said vegetarian. I said not vegetarian. And then they just bring you what they've cooked that day. Oh, I love you don't it. Don't even choose. And it was this giant bowl of um, it's like goulash. Yeah. So just this absolute mixture. It had like mm. mine had some meat, some rice, some like beans. Oh, um, yummy. Some like mincy, some chunks of like cheese in it. It was oh, yeah. It was so good, but oh, it well, looks like of cheese in there as well. Yeah, it looks terrible. Oh, an Eastern European soupy stewy thing mm. is a thing of real wintry joy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Glorious. Yeah, it was a good find. God, it's a bit frightening though, isn't it? When it's a complete surprise. <laughs> Lucky, I don't think coriander's a massive deal in Prague. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I weighed that up beforehand. <laughs> I did. I didn't know how to say. I'm allergic to coriander. Hold up. 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Let's talk about eating growing up. Mm-hmm. Even from little kid. So, I would say up until maybe four or five, yeah, I had a completely unproblematic, Love joyous that. relationship with food. You know, I have memories of being young, and you know, my mum would be baking a cake in the kitchen, and I would be so excited, like yeah. the whisk, and it was all just you know pure joy. Um, and do you have siblings? I do. So I have an older brother and an older sister, Gemma, who features on the internet yeah. quite a lot. Um, yeah, so love, love her. It. And yeah, we all had a fairly carefree relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And then basically as soon as I was old enough to start taking in the, the messaging yeah, yeah, yeah. that, oh, this is something you should be yeah. counting and feel bad about and oh, God. and change to change your body. Like yeah. then, it, then it all kind of lost that joy lost that yeah. like pure waiting in the kitchen for the whisk excitement complicated all of that yeah pureness of that joy yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and so like dieting came into my life really early really I was, like, nine or ten years old wow uh, yeah god um, and then not long after that I decided to be a vegetarian okay so many years for like seven years so there was just suddenly a lot was of restriction. To introduce an element of restriction and control even as a little kid. Uh, maybe, but it was definitely after like, you know, when you're at school and your teacher yeah. like first shows you the video of, of where meat comes from. Oh right, it was fair that. Play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. that, and I was like, yeah. no, <laughs> no, thank you. Well, yeah, fair play. Yeah, but very restrictive from I would say ten onwards. Crikey. Mm. Um, it was a. Uh, I think you're considerably younger than me but like it was quite it wasn't even frowned upon for kids to be on diets when I was that age I was about 11 when I started I think Um, but I think as well like I don't know I don't think I can even blame the world at that age for that that was down to like having two thin parents mum were really like really Still, like rock solid, lovely relationship with eating, but a dad who um, sort of self-confessed, I think, feeder, or like in the only way he's got to show love, he's got none of the, really no other skills, no other, not the verbal, not the physical, no love language other than to feed you and to be so still so proud if you will eat all up or. really enjoy food, wants to talk about eating, really loves eating, but annoyingly, and it, it, I can't say can't help it, but he's it, inherited it directly from his mum, 
who at least had like living through a war as an excuse, he sort of married that obsession with feeding and loving through feeding with a quite visceral hatred, although that's not how he term it, but it is how he models it of, of facts. So <coughs> there was this really um, confusing narrative of like, you've got to eat a lot to impress your dad, but you must never show it on your body. Right. And so I think perhaps it just took me um, till about nine to start showing it on my body. I suppose the beginnings of puberty. And then it took me a couple of years to start panicking about that or realising all the little comments weren't just about that fat kid yeah. or that fat woman or man, they're about me too. And you're like, oh. That's such a confusing um, dynamic yeah, for a child really to navigate. Yeah, really confusing. Yeah, so I didn't, I think, and I speak to so many people who had a dieting parent or sibling or whatever, but equally I think it's more just a, I think it was just a case of like, oh, it just took me, well, as soon as I was at an age where I realised... You know, you just my my parents my parents are rude about fat people. Like, oh, hang on, I'm one. Mm. They must be so embarrassed. Scrumptious. Yeah, but what would you sound like if you said it now in a big boy voice? Scrumptious. Yeah, pretty cool. Was it just stumbling across people on the internet who had a better, a better, a good relationship with eating that opened your eyes, or was there a was there more? Is there any other way into enlightenment? Um, for me, it was definitely social media. Yeah, great. But it also coincided with God. What positive story about social media? It's nice <laughs> no. to hear it, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, this was, this was mm. seven years ago. Things, mm. times have changed. Mm. Um, but it coincided with the time in my life where I had finally hit the goal weight. So right. you know, I'd been, I'd gone through dieting, eating disorders, yeah. back to dieting, up yeah. and down, up and down. And, um, you know, I, I always had that dream number in my yeah. head of like, I hit that, yeah. everything will be perfect. I'll be, you know, unstoppably beautiful. I'll have the life I want. Everyone will love me. Um, and I just chased and chased and chased. And, and I got it. I got yeah. to it. And I remember just like standing on the scale, looking at that number and then looking in the mirror and thinking, I fucking hate myself. <laughs> Like, yeah. I am still so unhappy, yeah. right? Let's uh, just a number half a stone. Let's knock that number down, yeah. you know? Uh, and it just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I found um, the body positive community yeah. talking about all of these different ways of seeing yourself and seeing food, it just clicked that it was never going to be enough. It was never going to hit a point where I was actually going to be satisfied and like yeah. look at myself and think, yeah, cool, that's enough. That'll do. Yeah, I can chill now. No, well fit. No, it's never going to happen. And now I'm the fattest I've ever been and I think that about myself every day. Happiest <laughs> as well. Amazing, isn't it? I mm. think, um, well, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, isn't that, it is so brilliant. I'm, I had a therapist who, um, who said, uh, who I'm seeing, I had a broken heart basically, but, and at one point, We'd been talking for about a year, and she'd saved my bacon in a lot of ways. And then, and then she went, do you want to talk about your relationship with eating? And I was like, <laughs> uh, if you want. You know, she was like, so, I mean, how is it? You know, and I went, yeah, yeah, good. Love. You know, I, love, I love food. And then she went, what, what, what do you have for breakfast today, then? What have you eaten today? And I felt like she'd said, please me, you get your genitals out. It was the most invasive question I can imagine having been asked wow. ever. So I was like, what? Um, and then because I had such a huge reaction to a very neutral question actually mm. <laughs> she was like okay not ready not ready for this and she introduced me to a book which I now realise is really fat phobic called Fat as a Feminist Issue Ooh. but it had the beginnings in it yeah. it was my first ever time I'd ever read about anything like intuitive eating yeah. and weirdly <clears throat> you know I'm, I'm trying so hard the older I get to um, to not write off a person, an author, a book, because actually there's some content in that book that's extraordinary. Yeah, um, very ahead of its time. Yeah, like, that was one of the absolutely. first. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, I spoke from this podcast to a woman who's sort of, um, written a whole book on the whole di history of dieting, and it goes back to like the ancient Greeks. And there's actually like one of the first philosophies of like how to eat in a healthy way. It's all like really intuitive. Mm. Like it's really like listen to how food makes you feel. Like what 
what emotions does it give you how does it make your body feel like it's all like really like don't rule out anything don't like don't do abstinence don't do all this and it all sounds so sensible and then it's like and the only other things you need to do are purge off and, and run naked and I feel like that about fat as a feminist issue <laughs> because wow. at the end of the day like it's all full of the for me groundbreaking advice mm, mm. about fill your cupboards you are allowed what you're allowed you are in control there's no take all the emotion out of it yeah. but sadly in its original edition anyway it, it's end game was to stop you being fat right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what it wouldn't surprise me because yeah. you still see that today with, yeah. with books and oh yeah and like intu- Gwyneth Paltrow's intuitive fasting yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. my fucking yeah. dick honestly it wouldn't surprise me if the original kind of intended manuscript didn't have that mm-hmm. and then it was a kind of a hook mm-hmm. it was a publishing hook because publishers do that they're like alright well where's the where's the promise sometimes even lawyers get involved and go look you need to you yeah. can't say somebody's healthy if it's not healthy and you're like fuck you knowing what's healthy or not healthy yeah who's the police of that yeah, yeah. So who knows? Mm. God, yeah. Mm. Oh, this lunch is fucking lush. I know. It's my favourite thing I've eaten for the podcast in a long time. Wow. I'm really into it. And then I can't speak for the whole of London, but I'm having an excellent burger. <laughs> um. I feel like it, these places you go to should be sponsoring in some way. Like, no, I know. There's all this, all this free advertising. Yeah, and these guys actually, I had to beg to them to let me. I had to really beg them to let, like a, a really like, a really grovelly phone call for them to let me book a table because it gets so busy in here. Now I get, I do understand. Fair um, Thank you, Patty and Bun, for letting us back to your table. Because <laughs> um, we're somewhere not swanky, but where the food is extraordinary. What would you say the swankiest thing you've ever eaten is? Have you ever had anything really swanky, Pat? Mm. I am generally not a swanky food fan, mainly because okay. when I leave a place, I like to not be hungry anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it almost feels like oh, the swankier yeah. the place, yeah. the tinier the portions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't appreciate that. But, I mean, it's probably not the swankiest, but for a long time I dated a chef. How did you? Yes, and before you say, oh my God, you must have had so many nice meals cooked for you. No, no, I, no I did not. No. I've talked to lots of chefs and it's super noodles <laughs> and Kit Yes, yes. I, yeah, I cooked for him mm. far more than he cooked for me. Mm. Um, but he had all the kind of like inns with the, yeah. with the nicer places. Oh, nice. He, you know, one year for, I think it was for Valentine's, um, he arranged to go to his friend's place uh, and we had this like platter of all kinds of fancy stuff and it was enough fancy stuff that we actually were full at the end of the night. Lovely. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Just a, a smorgasbord, a tasting menu. Get him. It was lovely. Um, but... Do you remember any of it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, this is really bad. This is really bad. I, uh, I remember that there were some like quadruple fried chips. Fit. Yeah. And now that's like a thing. Yeah. Maybe that was like that chef invented that. Maybe. And now you can get that at every festival yeah. van ever. This was like eight years ago, so ahead of the time. Ahead of the curve. I wonder if there is like, I do sometimes wonder if there's going to be like things like an infinite number of times you can fry a chip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after a while. What's going to feel like? It really skips double, didn't it? Mm. Like, it went to triple fried chips yeah. and quadruple fried chips. <laughs> and, like, how many times can you fry a chip until it is just dust? I mean, ultimately, you're just frying a very old piece of potato. Yeah. Older and older and older. Yeah. I'm into it. Maybe we're being duped here, you know? Yeah. Know. Maybe this is just they don't want to throw out the old stock, so they just refry, refry, yeah. refry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I wonder if there's... An Im- I do think there's an infinite number of things you can do with coffee. Mm. Coffee's been rebranded now, like... Mm. I feel like an old lady for asking for iced coffee instead of a cold brew. But a barrister is probably going to tell me they're fundamentally different things. Yeah, I feel like they're different. <laughs> cold brew, you, I don't think I'm going to get some noise for this. And I'm, I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. It's just me saying, hit me up with your corrections slash abuse. <laughs> Leave Megan alone, but I'm here for it. I believe cold brew never got hot. 
But then how did the coffee grounds blend with the water? <clears throat> maybe, maybe they fuse, they do some kind of frozen fusion chemistry. You know what? I have no level of education on this issue. No. So I'm just going to stay. I'm just going to stay quiet because you okay, know. Okay. I'm sure the the coffee uh, fandom community community yeah, yeah. probably quite <laughs> uh, quite uh, impa- passionate quite passionate yeah. about yeah. this. So I'm just going to I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to bow out. <laughs> oh dear. A small trolley full of men dressed as Santa just went past. Love that for them. Absolutely lovely. And I hope they have a lovely afternoon and sorry for everybody who's serving them. <laughs> I mean, when you talk to someone you, you know has freed themselves from a cycle of disordered eating and dieting, it feels like a tangy question, so you can just say get fucked if you want. But um, have you ever had a patch where you ate the same thing every day? Yeah. Yeah, loads. Yeah. Have you ever had a patch where you were doing that not in a dieting way? Yeah. Have you? Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. Um, so, there was this interesting stage for lots of people, and definitely for me, where you first quit the diet cycle. Yeah. And suddenly you're allowed to eat yep. all of the things that you've told yourself are off limits and banned yeah. and like evil, evil things. And so I had, you know, this giant list of banned foods that suddenly I had all access to yeah. and I ate cookie dough every day for probably about four months <laughs> and not a small amount yeah and you know <laughs> people are scared of that face of that 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 period yeah, yeah, of yeah. breaking out cycle because terrible. you genuinely feel like oh my god I am gonna eat like this every day for the rest of my life I'm never gonna be stopped like I'm gonna consume yeah. the whole world yeah and you have to um you have to trust that it's gonna change. Yeah. That actually, once your body starts to trust you, that you're not gonna restrict yeah, again, yeah, yeah. that you're not gonna take it away, yeah. um, you stop craving it so yeah. fiercely. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I definitely did. So yeah, cookie dough every, every day. Very nice. But you know what? Once you get through it, <laughs> through to a certain stage of intuitive eating, obviously in an ideal world, it's, you know, you always listen to your body, you always have exactly what you want. I you find know. it very hard to always listen to your fucking body. Exactly. Yeah. In reality, sometimes you're eating what's going to go out of date first in the fridge. That's loads of times for me. Yeah. Like, that's loads of times. Yeah. And actually it's like, well, it's not ideal. But I feel very privileged in the sense that luckily I'm, I'm still going to fucking love it because I love eating most things. Yeah. For the last episode I did, recorded of this, um, I was talking to a guy who's written a book about climate change, like a really funny, hopeful, practical one, but we ate up stuff. Like, that was the vibe of, like, we just had lunch, we'll, like, use up things that otherwise are about to go off. And it meant we both had, like, this absolute hodgepodge. Still was a fucking delicious lunch. Um, yeah, and also, I don't have very specific... My body, outside of pregnancy, actually, it doesn't ask me for specific things. It asks me for, like, I want something hot, I want something big, I want something spicy. That's interesting. I want something salty. It doesn't go... It used to, actually. When I was a student, if I had a hangover, it used to go, I want two chicken Kievs. <laughs> <laughs> if you, what's your go-to hangover thing if you drink or don't? Oh, I do drink. My go-to hangover thing. These days, I try... I probably don't eat that much differently because yeah. I realise then I'll just feel even worse the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it used to be just anything fried. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the fried oh, things. People tend to go sugar or salt, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salt as well, yeah. Same, 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 same. Yeah. And I still will. I still will. But I'll still yeah. try and have, you know, one bit of fruit. Yeah. Like, something. Yeah, a glass yeah, of juice. Yeah, just yeah to, you know, totally. It is funny, that one, isn't it? Um... I also, I don't drink as much as I used to, and that's literally just in the last year because I felt myself get old and I've got so much to do in the daytime. <laughs> but it means that now if I do get tanked, I am a writer mm. for the next day. Anyway, I still feel like, that I, I don't understand why it takes me so long in the day to want water. Because mm. <laughs> that is what my body wants real bad <laughs> and then there are hangovers where you drink so much water and my friend I would have never have noticed this again not being connected to my body enough she was like have you noticed all the really bad hangovers sometimes it's not to the afternoon that you have a wee and I think it's because yeah. everything you drink your body's going thank you ah. thank you thank you it never even gets to become wee ah. that's bonkers isn't it bodies are incredible bodies are so great thanks bodies five second rule yes or no yes 
great. That's a nice and quick answer. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Especially if like it's something you paid a lot of money for. Yeah, really looking forward to. Get it in. I'm not going to waste that. Yeah, good job. Um, um, if there's no other option, <laughs> would you eat a person? <laughs> I wish you could see her face. You know what? It's such a good face. You know what, Jessica? <laughs> I did not agree yeah. to talk about cannibalism before 6 p.m. on a Friday. This is I'm not. Sorry. This is not sorry. what I sign up for. I respectfully <laughs> decline <laughs> to answer the question. That's fine. That's fine. Um, and I, I'll reassure you with the knowledge that I have had guests, even quite recently, answer the question and then have their people have got in touch and say you. <laughs> Can I have that question and answer in your podcast? Uh, you, cheeky, no. you cheeky, cheeky bitch. Um, <laughs> um, I always ask people, is there anything, but I feel like you answered it earlier with Maltese Gate. Um, is there anything that you eat in a particularly ritualistic way or anything you believe demands to be eaten in a particularly ritualistic way? Have you got any left? Yeah, Maltese is I still semi, I still do like to have a few where I devour them bit I by bit. I think thinking about that. Mm. Because I still am. Mm. Um, would it not be easier to what sort of let it sit in your mouth and wait for the chocolate to dissolve, as opposed to trying to tooth it off? So you can do that, but then the malt yeah. gets wet immediately. Yeah, 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 so if yeah, you want yeah, a yeah. crunchy malt, yeah. you have to get the chocolate off without without getting Thank it. Thank you very damp. much. It was really delicious. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can. Yeah. Stuffed. I and I do want a crunchy malt. Yeah. particular hopes or fears or opinions when it comes to where eating would go with in future maybe in terms of technology or in terms of how people eat and people's relationship with eating however you see that question oh I mean yes in, in well, the obvious ones in terms of you know diet culture can get fucked yeah on the other hand I would also obviously like to see the entire industry become sustainable yeah um, and not you know destroying the planet in various ways yeah. um, frankly if they I mean they can make fucking good fake meat yeah and so if they managed to make an alternative for everything yeah, yeah I yeah. wouldn't hate it if actual meat just stopped happening yeah 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 totally great totally yes yeah, a good shout um, and I guess because this is going out on New Year's Eve I wonder if either of us or both of us have got anything to say to anyone who's like teetering for the first time ever about not having weight loss. Maybe trying to not have weight loss as either their only or one of their New Year's resolutions. Because it took me 30 something years for it not to be there every single year. I think, yeah, I'll give you a minute to think. I mean, what would you say to those people? I think I would say, there's a, there is a world out there of people growing who don't value thinness like you currently value thinness. And that doesn't mean not caring about health anymore. It doesn't mean not caring about how you feel. In fact, I think for me it means the opposite. And I don't just mean not caring about physical health anymore. It really, I really mean that too. Like, I think... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's up. I don't. You can't ever change your behaviour. But also, if you're teetering, I reckon make this the year. Just pick something else that brings you joy mm. to have as your resolution. Yeah. Uh, even if it's oh, I don't know. I was going to say something about more hugs, but equally, this that feels a bit, a little bit not very Christmas 2021. <laughs> not very January 2022. Something about yeah. Mm. Meet more dogs. Perfect. Meet more dogs. Love you could have instead. Yeah. You could have get never eat more than never eat less than four Maltesers at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have more orgasms. Have more orgasms is a lovely one. Yeah, one a day keeps the, keeps the doctor. I miss away. the days when that's all that self care meant to me. It's, <laughs> it was code for wanking. I would. Wow. Obviously, there are other ways to wow. get orgasms, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, do that. That's a lovely one. <laughs> I what feel like self-care one? kind of, again, has become code for wanking. Well, I, that's what I mean when I say it. <laughs> Perfect. I would say, I mean, I think first, first and foremost, I would say 
you're not the problem. Yeah. But I think for so many people, if they're listening to us talk about, you know, fuck diet culture and yeah. it's you can maybe take that a bit personally and think, yeah. oh, they're, they're saying I'm the bad guy, like they're saying that I'm doing something wrong or I'm part of the problem. You are not the problem. Yeah. You know, we have, we've all been raised in this world, in this culture that teaches us these things and you're playing by the rules and, and we both have as well. Yeah. But you deserve better. Like, you deserve more than a life that is spent looking in the mirror. Can you have a drink? Oh. No, just I'm all right. Me. Thank you great interrupting time um, looking around feeling like a piece of shit and counting your calories and never feeling good enough and yeah you just deserve something different yeah and just try it because it's so freeing mm. it frees up so much of your head and heart space thank you for um, like I think infinitely more interesting stuff oh yeah the energy that you have spare yeah totally you'll get more books read <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my tongue. Wrists and anything that rhymes with wrists, including lists, all vanish because a shithead does a spell wrong. <laughs> None of us can find our hands. We're all so disorganised that quickly um, it becomes an apocalypse and no one's unpanicked enough to help because they can't even get the gists anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a fucking hellscape, Megan, but it's agreed to undo itself and the shithead spell only if you and Will it does have to be you roller skate to Mars on a wave made of oat milk and fairy spit all whilst doing a mouth impression of an elephant it sounds impossible but you do it you're a hero your reward in reality is the adulation of all people for all time from saving us from anything that rhymes with ists, uh-huh. less apocalypse. Uh-huh. You're awarding the moment though, and bear in mind that roller skate to Mars took fucking ages and your mouth is busy, elephant squeaking. You're f- absolutely fucking famished, you're so hungry. Uh. So you're awarding the moment as the feast of your dreams. Ooh. So this is the opposite of a last meal, in the sense that you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungrier. And I'm, it's a fantasy feast. It's a fantasy question, scenario, so it's a fantasy feast. So, I mean, it goes without saying, I think, with us, but I couldn't give a flying motherfucking fuck about <laughs> consequences, health. I don't even care if these things are possible. It doesn't okay. have to be loads of them. It doesn't have to be small. It doesn't have to be... This isn't a huge, long thing. I'd like to know, in your dream situation, if you imagine yourself being the happiest or hungriest possible, mm. what you'd eat, what you'd drink, and if there's a who, with, and where, you can give a who, with, and where. And the final caveat is to reassure you that me and everyone who's listening realise this is the only, only your answer now, and why to have asked you this even in 20 minutes you could have given a completely different answer and that's fine all right brilliant okay in that case i would like to take the magical garden from charlie and the chocolate factory beautiful i would like to split it down the middle yeah let's just take the river the chocolate river split it down the middle one half of the garden becomes savory so there we will have giant burgers fries bowls of pasta sushi oh and that yeah. half of the river has become various dips I love dips a rockery of sushi every flavour oh, of dip dips in the dip, river dip, dip. yep yeah. that can be savoury and the other half yeah. that can stay sweet oh, and I would simply like to be in that garden with all of my loved ones oh. all of my dogs living and past yes. and actually no that, that would be bad for them they would eat everything and I yeah. uh, just people just people <laughs> they're not allowed to control yeah yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. a fantasy yeah okay they can, have, okay, they okay. can be like um, they can be like a sort of gentle distraction technique that means that they never ever can get perfect near anything yeah. toxic to animals we're in the garden yeah. we're feasting Lizzo's oh, performing why don't we let them have the chocolate but it's just harmless okay oh my All god right. Lizzo's performing thank yeah. you Lizzo's on a on a giant mushroom somewhere just twerking yes yeah Sounds like a great time. I mean, it sounds like actual fucking heaven, yeah. actually, doesn't it? Uh-huh. You've nailed that. <laughs> um, thank you for doing my silly podcast. Thank you for having me. And, and for happy the burger. New Year. You too. <laughs> what a stellar New Year's Eve guest. Thank you so much, Megan, for doing this silly podcast. Um, details of everything interesting that we mentioned are, as always, in the podcast notes, including links to, if you don't already know it, her Instagram. It's massive. Get on there. Oh, what a joyful place it is, her Instagram. Megan Jane Crab. Jane with a Y. 
So it's M-E-G-A-N-J-A-Y-N-E-C-R-A-B-B-E. And her book is called Body Positive Power. Yum, yum, bloody yum, please. Feel free to support this podcast with lovely five-star reviews or recommendations to friends or by subscribing to it or just by listening to it or by giving it money, either on ACAST supporter or over on Patreon. Links, as ever, in the podcast notes. Follow the podcast on social media at The Hoovering Pod. Follow me at Jessica Fosterkew. Anything longer than a tweet or you want to send links... um, if you want to find links, sorry, to buy tickets um, to where I'm doing previews and new material all throughout the beginning of this year, world openness allowing, all of that, including a way to um, send me an email, all of that available on my website, jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until in a fortnight's time, happy hoovering. 